So Connected, the podcast for people trying to cultivate joy, purpose, and community in their lives. I'm Catherine. And I'm Sarah. Today we're going to be talking about getting ready for the summer, but first let's check in about how it's going. What are your highs and lows right now, Catherine? So my high right now is that we have just been having so much fun planning this trip that we're going to take to Mexico. We're flying to LA, getting to lay over and see a friend for a day, flying to Mexico, and then like taking like a five-day road trip and then coming back and meeting friends for a long weekend. Um, And so it's just like, it's like literally all the things in one trip in terms of getting to see like multiple sets of friends that we want to do, taking a road trip and getting to spend time together with our family, and then also being somewhere just super beautiful and very different than Arkansas. So I'm very excited about that. And we've been having a lot of fun planning it. What month are you going? We're leaving over Memorial Day weekend. So it's like the end of May and the early June. Nice. That sounds really fun. I can't wait to be updated. And then my low right now is I just had a lot of like surprising stress leading up to Easter, which it sounds silly to even like, I've been really trying to focus on like what I want community and holidays to feel like and to be like in the experience of it for our family. And so last year with COVID, the last two years we've done Easter by ourselves, just the four of us. And then this year we were like, I don't know what I want to do. Like I want it to be this really good experience for the kids and I don't know how I want to create that. And so I had bought like all of the stuff, like logistically, like I had the Easter baskets ready. I had the girls dresses ready, but I was still feeling this like very lonely, like, I know we're going to go to church, but I don't know what else we're going to do in terms of how we're like now envisioning our holidays. And we ended up deciding to go to a friend's house and it was really, it ended up being really, really great. But I had this like whole kind of like two or three days of just feeling like super mopey about Easter. And it's not even like it was very unexpected because it isn't even like the most, you know, like a really big holiday for us. But yeah, I just had a lot of like, what, what do I want holidays to be like for our family internal drama this last couple of, this last week. Well, it's good that you can name, you know, what you're feeling and what it's connected to. And it's the first step for being able to process it. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Sarah? What are your highs and lows right now? When we record this, there will be 42 days until we leave for our around-the-world trip, which is so exciting Mm -hmm. after COVID and after it being postponed for so many years. Um, So that's my high. That's amazing. I'm so excited for that. You have a lot more to keep me updated on. Uh, My low is that we haven't rented out our house yet. It's always such an annoyance to try to sell something or rent something, especially when you're living in it Mm. and you have two really messy children. So it's just a lot to – I was hoping we were going to rent it out this past weekend because we were staying at our Bastrop house and the house was totally empty, totally clean, and like we showed it to people um, but nobody um, turned in an application for it. And so that was that was our perfect window, and now Aww. the perfect window is gone. Yeah. Um, so we're going to have to get it clean again 
Um, and hopefully that works out because it's kind of a big stress stressor to not have that piece in place. Obviously that has to be in place for this whole thing to work. Um, but I'm going to stay optimistic and make it happen somehow. Yeah. That's a major component. I hope that works out smoothly and quickly and well. It's already not smooth or quick, but hopefully in the end it will work out well. well. All right. Well, now let's talk about today's topic, summer fun. What do we want to make true in the upcoming season? And I know it might feel a bit early to be talking about our summer plans, um, but those of you who know us know that we like to plan in advance, to say the least. But also, like, the end of the school year is just really busy. I'm already feeling the spring crunch time, and I feel like summer is going to be here before we know it, especially for those of us who live in the states that have, like, early – what's what's your exact end of school date, Catherine? May 28th. Yeah, I think that's exactly 27th. ours. If that's like a Thursday, right. Wednesday or Thursday or something. Ours ours is that right before Memorial Day. So it's come it's coming up. So we wanted to take a little time to check in with ourselves and with each other. Um, about what kind of summer we want to have. So when we get really clear about what matters to us, then we can be proactive about making it happen. But we can also be intentional about saying no to the things that don't bring us joy. So let's get started with this question. What was your process for thinking about your intentions for the upcoming season, Catherine? So first I identified what kind of summer I want to have. And I kind of thought about this in three buckets. One was my inner world. Like, how do I want it to feel? Like, really big on this, like, inner listening theme this year. Um, And then the second was my outer world. Like, kind of just the logistics of what we're doing. And then the third was, like, what do I want to make true for the experiences that my family has together? So I just really believe that, like, what's happening inside of you impacts how you experience what's happening in your external world. I know we've talked about, like, you can be stressed about work and kind of preoccupied, but still physically present at like family dinner. And it's still just not the same. So this year, I think I used like old Catherine used to only plan the external stuff. And I'm really also thinking about like, what is my internal posture for how I want to show up to this? Mm. Because that really matters because sometimes I can't do it in the ways I want to. And I need to take that into account when I'm planning. So I kind of did the audit in those three different buckets And then I looked back on the year. I kind of thought about my original intentions for the year and how actually a lot of things have shifted since we were originally laying out our year, especially with Nathan being a full-time stay-at-home parent now. Like that has been a big change in the dynamics of our family and obviously what the summer plan for the kids. And then I started making a list of like what categories mattered so that I could kind of like select priorities for the summer and really narrow in on those. And then I had conversations with Nathan and the kids about it so that I could have a plan for it already established in April. I'm very excited about it. And what what do you feel like is shifting for you from your intentions for this year? I don't think it's what the intention, it's not as much about what the intention is of like wanting to show up and listen and be present, but it's more about how we're doing it. Because like just suddenly I have more margin because I'm not having to do as much like house stuff because Nathan is doing more but I haven't like recalibrated to that yet I almost feel like it's like when you get a new phone you know I have to like shake it in a figure eight format I feel like that's what's like happening in our family of like we're like okay this is better it's a little more spacious there's actually opportunity to go deeper into our intention my intention to our family's intentions of spending time together of listening but 
Like we just quite haven't figured out like how to sync that up and make it work yet. Makes sense. So what about you, Sarah? What was your process for thinking about your intentions for this summer? Well, I just love having a podcast because it makes me be more intentional. And like this was the same for my blog too. Like I just find anything that you're like putting out into the world just mm-hmm. layers in this like layer, like a, a welcome layer of accountability. It's not like I'm I, – I always say that, you know, our job – we're not just trying to build in children intrinsic motivation. It's okay if we also build children who know how to set up their own – extrinsic motivation systems because that's kind of how I think about this Mm. it's like there's an extrinsic piece of this but like I set it up for myself and so there it's like it's intrinsic in a way um so I just think it's helpful to to have this deadline and to have this conversation because I might not have had this process if we hadn't had that in place my it was a pretty straightforward process for me I first reviewed you know what was my vision for the year because I'm not wanting to spin off and like have all these different intentions throughout the year. Like I want everything. I want to do what you're doing, which is either like go back to the original vision and revise it or go back to it and deepen it and connect it. So I didn't want it to be something that was rogue. Um, And then I just thought about the questions that we're talking about in our podcast today. And like for, for listeners who like don't have a blog or don't have a podcast, one of the things I'm trying to do when I listen to podcasts is like when the podcast finishes, I try to sit and reflect and like actually write something down so that I'm not just consuming, 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 but I'm I'm translating it into some kind of action. And so that's an invitation to anyone who would who would find that useful. So I didn't do anything fancy and it didn't really take me much time, but I did make sure not to finalize any of my thoughts before talking to Matt and the kids. And I think that can be really hard for people who like to plan and who carry a lot of the mental load. I'm, I'm just trying to be less controlling and to, to run our family in a more democratic way. So it was helpful to kind of have a runway for finalizing this and giving myself a little more time to fold in those conversations too. Yeah, I love that. Thanks for sharing. I'm always curious when you talk, I think because you're like ahead of me in terms of the ages of your kids, I'm always curious when you talk about how you go about having those conversations and like how interested are people in the conversations? Because I feel like in our situation, it's like nobody really wants to talk about the plan. Uh-huh. But then when it comes down to doing it, they all want it, They all have an opinion. <laughs> um, a couple things. Like I, we, we do have a loose like Sunday night family meeting structure over dinner where we do like a little connection building question and then we do appreciations and apologies. Then we do announcements or questions and then like any issues and then like we don't really do a closing. It kind of like unravels before then. So we kind of have that structure. So I sometimes will use that structure but other times I'll just we'll be driving in the car and I'll informally like say, "Oh, I've been thinking about this. What do you guys think?" Oh, and like just kind of get more informal input and mm. where there's energy, I'll lean into it. Where they don't really care, I lean out of it. And then I'm also trying to learn like, you know, what you're saying is your people don't want to they don't care when they're planning it, but they care later. And so it's like it's not fair really for you people like you and me to just get it all planned and then say well you missed your you missed your window 
So for that, I'm trying to just plan options that I'm actually okay with any of the options. Like for our road trip, for example, I'm like, okay, we could do this or this or this or this. Okay, I'm actually okay with any of those. Okay, family, like now the day before, you can pick what we're going to do because I, I know I'm going to be happy with any of those. Yeah, that makes sense. Thanks so much for sharing. Now for our next question. What are the top three things you want to make sure are true this summer for you, Catherine? So this is what we came up with. The first one was time in nature. We have been just loving riding our bikes, being outside in the backyard. We're excited about these nature-y vacations that we have a couple of different things planned. Um, In addition to our big trip, a couple of weekends. So just really wanting to like, just like really feel like this is the first year that we've had the opportunity in the summer to like, let the kids be a little bit wild and free because they're not having to be like in daycare. This is their first summer that they'll be home with a parent most of the time. So I'm just really excited about wanting to prioritize making sure they can get like four hours of outside time every single day all summer. So really excited about that. And also nature feels great for me. So I really want to do more of that as a family as well. And then number two is investments, investing our time and our energy in relationships that matter the most. This is, again, kind of back to, I think if you're not intentional about, like, who are your people and, like, kind of what are those circles? We've talked about these, like, consecutive circles on our friendship podcast. You're, you can just get pulled into different things based on kind of who calls you or what invitations you get or, you know, like, the all the birthday parties and all the different things. And so we're really trying to make sure that we put time with the people that matter the most to us on our calendar first, including each other, and then kind of go out from there. So we're actually thinking about scheduling our social life this summer related to kind of like how, what percentage of time we want to spend with certain um, friends. And then the third one is our, I'm really like, again, with the kids having more flexibility and with me trying to figure out how to like be back in the office and still pursue my personal interests. And also like now when I come home, I'm like, oh, Nathan hasn't talked to anyone all day. And the kids like are really excited to see me because they've already been home for a few hours. Um, and in the summer, it'll be even more so because they're going to be home like all of them are going to be home all day. So individual pursuing our individual interests is my third one because I really want to figure out how do we maintain like for the girls with some camps and some different opportunities for them to do stuff. How do we maintain opportunities for people to like really dig into things they're personally interested in? And then also for me, I have some personal just areas of interest that I want to explore this summer. So really excited about having just sort of like laid this out so that I can think about these things as we start scheduling stuff. Are you going to have a schedule for the girls and their time with Nathan? Like, how is he thinking about that? How are you thinking about that? Are you reaching consensus about how to think about that? Good question. So they're going to be in the homeschool pod is coming back for two days a week this summer. So they're going to have two five-hour homeschool pod days. So that'll be good because he'll have a little bit of a break. And then the other days we have – I have scheduled – some homeschool content so that we can continue working on some academic stuff over the summer. Um, and we were just talking this morning about like, who's going to kind of do what, cause I think I really have time that I could do stuff, something with them, at least like a 30 minute 
30 minutes a day, maybe before I even go to work. So I can take care of some of that instructional time. And then he'll do the rest of it. I'm thinking maybe like an hour and a half total of content for them to engage with. That's more on the school side to kind of keep those skills over the summer. And then we're going to, and then he's, he's been planning like different, he's been like kind of making a list of like a summit bucket, summer bucket list of like different places they want to go and things they want to do around the area. And I honestly think they're going to spend a ton of time just like playing in creeks. Yeah. Being muddy. And so really, really grateful that they're going to have the chance to do. That's awesome. What about you, Sarah? What are the top three things you want to make true for yourself this summer? Well, this is going to be our most unaverage summer ever. So it's kind of weird even, you know, asking this question. We're going to be on the longest trip that we've ever been on as a family. Um, We've got this epic road trip for the entire month of June. Like that's longer than I've ever done a road trip, even with just Matt and me. And then we're going to be island hopping in Hawaii for the month of July before we settle into the onto the big island and start homeschooling. Um, so with that like context in mind, my top three things, number one was adventure. Like I've really been craving novelty and progress. And so this trip is such a great way for me to bring those things into my life. Um, but I also know that I like routine and structure. So there's like the, there's this tension of like things I like in my life. And so I'm wanting to family harmony um, to be at the forefront too. And I, I think that in order for that to happen, like we have to be really intentional about everyone getting their needs met. Like Matt has this like very uh, huge dependence on needing time to exercise. Like, and it needs to take like three hours. Like it's because it's his break and it's his time to have jurisdiction over his time and to be away and to reset. And then the boys need to know, like, when is their screen time going to be? And Matt and I can't, like, be stressed out. Like, in, in we can't be stressed out and be really engaging with the kids at the same time. Like, so we need to figure out how we can stay calm even when things are stressful and even when things are changing and how to stay really focused on the positive and how to keep our family really celebrating the things that are going well. My third thing is just like connection and balance because I think that's part of the harmony. But like I'm going to need to feel connected to my children and really be enjoying that time and connected to Matt and connected to myself and connected to my work, which is still going to be going on and connecting to, connected to the experience. So like it's a lot of plates to spin and a lot of things to balance. Yeah, it seems like it's going to be a big adjustment, but also a really great opportunity to lean in and to spend a lot of time with the family. Yeah, I'm excited. I love how you're thinking also about like both like the the structure piece. I know that's something that you feel like you personally need, but I also feel like that's just so like season of life. Like when you have kids and you do have so many plates to hold, like it's just so helpful in terms of being successful. Yeah, and this is just going to be like a summer like we've never had. Like not only will the trip be a summer that we haven't had, but it's going to be the first time that my summer hasn't just been completely packed with work. Like normally I have to make an Excel sheet that has every 
task with the estimated number of hours that it's going to take. And then I have to count up how many hours of work I have and like what can get done and then literally pressure test the list and take things off the list because they're not going to fit or make things, pretend things are going to take less time than they do. And like, that's normally what my summer, like that's what it's been for the past eight years. And so it's finally not that. And so that's going to be a big adjustment too. Yeah, I'm so glad you're getting that time. On all of on your trips around on your trip around the world, are you still gonna do your all of your professional paid professionals? <laughs> good, 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 good question. I actually I actually think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna do Reiki not not virtually, but I think I'm gonna find like local Reiki healers. I was like, how cool would that be? That would be to so like cool. meet people and then just to see, you know, what do they see in my body and what do they think yeah. I'm experiencing and then I'm going to keep up with my therapy and um, I'm pausing, pausing my leadership coach and um, I'm actually, we're adding in couples counseling for Matt and me to make sure we ha- have a proactive space to like process what's happening, yeah. how it's, how is it going and to keep those lines of communication open. That'll be good. That seems really, really smart, especially when you're going to be spending so much concentrated time making so many decisions together. It was my therapist's idea. I can't take credit for it. Thanks, Lionel. He doesn't really listen to this, just, just so you know. <laughs> All right. Um, an even more important question than the ones we've been talking about so far is, what is something you want to eliminate from your life this summer? So I don't know how much of this is like specific to summer versus just the sort of like season of transition is like, as Nathan has been taking on more and he's like making these like amazing dinners and like doing all the shopping now and he's kind of getting used to that. I feel like we have still been like part of our vision with having a parent at home was that we would be able to like eliminate unnecessary spending both in terms of like impulse buying that we were just like kind of too tired to tell the kids no when we were out of the museum gift store but also like really food waste. Like we both hate food waste and it drives us crazy. And so we're trying to really sort of like come up with a system kind of on both of those fronts, like with the kids stuff and with our, you know, like personal allowance budgets for ourselves. We don't do allowance with the kids, but trying to just kind of figure out that part. And then also with the meal planning and hoping we can get like a system in place for that before summer starts so that it'll be like really smooth and easy for Nathan as he has the kids home over the summer. It's always so hard. Like I go to Target. I can't, I literally can't go to Target. I walk down the aisles and I'm like, oh, like, have you seen the, they have blow up pools at Target. They're so gorgeous and they're designed for adults. And I'm just like, I want to buy that. I don't, I don't need to buy that, but I want to buy it. I want to buy everything there. It's so hard. Target so is my hard. downfall. It's so hard. What about you, Sarah? What's something that you want to eliminate from your life this summer? I talked about this a little bit. It's related to my work. And I mm-hmm. I get two full weeks off in the summer. And then I typically don't use my paid time off days. I get six paid time off days. And so I usually don't use those during the school year and then use try try to use them in the summer to have three full weeks off with the kids and but norm I've been working over like working during that time and you know last summer we were getting ready for hybrid to to come back to school in person and like so much with COVID and so 
um, this will be literally the first summer where I have a shot at potentially not working. Well, it won't be no work at all. I'm still going to have to respond to my email because people are, you know, working when I'm on vacation and, and I won't be able to say, oh, I'll talk to you in three weeks. But it will just be a very, very light form of, of working. That's very exciting for you. Like, I feel very excited for your brain. I think it's going to be so good. <laughs> now for our final question on today's topic. What do you want to double down on or do differently to have the best summer possible? Well, this kind of goes back to the question you asked me earlier and something that we're I just really feel like I'm grappling with right now is how do we like we're just starting to, I feel like getting into a new rhythm with sort of our like household division of labor and responsibilities. And then I know when summer hits, like it's Mm going to be another big adjustment because Nathan is an introvert. I'm an introvert being with the kids all day can just take, it just takes a lot of energy, even if we're enjoying it because we recharge alone. And so I found this like division of labor (laughs) tasks list. I was actually like really struggling when I worked from home the other day and I was like, He's relaxing at like 10 a.m. on a Tuesday. And so I had to like be like, okay, that's okay. You can do that. (laughs) This is a long time. And then I found this like division of responsibilities, like checklist that all we can link in the show notes. I found it super helpful. And I went through and I was like, oh my gosh, he is actually doing so much work. And that is so helpful. But in the summer, again, it's going to shift. So I just want to be really intentional and upfront about what our expectations are. Because what I've found so far in these last month and a half has been that if I'm expecting him to do something, but I have not told him that, it just creates tension and is not helpful. So if we can kind of like go through the list and be like, this is the stuff you're currently doing. This is what I used to do. This is what you're now doing. Over the summer, I could like take back on these eight things I used to do. And then we'll hopefully have a plan for what it looks like so that he feels supported. And we just have like a good common platform for being able to have conversation about it throughout the summer if it isn't working. Mm-hmm. It's such a critical piece. It's like every time our lives change, like we have to like readjust. Even t- every time our kids grow, we have to readjust and then like readjust our schedules, readjust like the division of labor. Like it's a lot to do. Yep. So hopefully being intentional will help. What about you, Sarah? What do you want to double down on or do differently to have the best summer possible? Relates to what you were talking about. Like I want to create – rhythms for like all of the different configurations of our days so that we're all clear about when we're going to get our needs met and like I'm trying I'm intentionally using the word rhythm instead of schedule because I don't want it to be like oh my god it's 9 a.m everyone like we're doing this like I don't want it to feel like that but I do want this structure and the the comfort of like we all like Matt knows when he's going to get to leave for three hours and I know when I'm doing my work and the kids know when I'm doing my work but the kids know when they're going to get their screen time and like that is going to be variable depending on are we driving in a car are we flying on an airplane are we living in a place for three months are we on vacation like it's just going to be so variable and so kind of thinking through each of those configurations and and just like having and, and knowing that I am not going to be able to perfectly iterate and decide on it and finalize it now, but at least having a draft I think will make us all feel like a little more settled as we are totally unsettled. That makes so much sense to me. I think that's so smart. 
Yeah, and like the last thing I want to say about rhythms, because I think this is important, particularly important for summer, where like structure can tend to fly out the window. And for those of us who are are comforted by rhythms, like for those people who are don't like just you know don't care, but for those of us who like it, it's like there's so much power in a in a rhythm for the day, and like. I started making drafts of what our days are going to look like. And then I would put smiley faces or medium faces or sad faces like next to each slot to t- like to get this internal pulse of like, am I happy? Am I going to be, be happy in that time? Do I really want to do that? Or am I just thinking I have to do that? Like what, how are we going to feel good? How is our family? How am I going to feel good? Matt, our children, like how do we have the kind of day that includes the kinds of things that make us happy and make us joyful. And it's more complicated when you're accounting for four people. So, Yeah. Wow. That sounds really great. Well, that's it for today's topic. Friends, we would love to hear about what matters to you this summer because it's different for all of us. Um, so please chime in with a comment on our Instagram page so we can help inspire each other with ideas. Now it's time for our tips or tricks segment. Catherine, what do you want to share? We just got this thing called a WeHoo. This is the solution to our bike riding problem. <laughs> it goes behind the bike, but it's not like a tag along, which just has like a normal bike seat for the kids to sit on. It's like a full blown chair with like little handles and pedals. Um, so they can like sit and eat a snack. They don't have to pedal. They can Uh, pedal if they want to. They can like kind of relax and lean back or they can like sit in a bike posture. So we have been like loving it because it's finally giving us the chance to be able to like ride longer distances together and also like not be pulling like a full blown trailer, which just feels like you're pulling a parachute. So very excited about this product. Bought it used on Facebook marketplace because they're expensive. What about you, Sarah? What's your tip or trick? It's a bit of a stretch over here, but I've got two coupons that I am willing to mail to one of our fantastic listeners. These were part of the treasure box that we located in Austin, and we are not using these coupons. So we have $100 off of a Radio Flyer electric bike. So if anybody has been, or accessories, yeah, it looks like, it looks like it's just $100 off. So if you need like a front storage basket or a maxi seat for the children or kids in cargo, I have $100 off that I can mail to someone. And if someone is a Fisher person, we have 50% off of all items on the Zebco website, which is like a fishing website. So I'm happy to mail those to any listeners that would like those, just let me know. Wow, those are some great deals. Thanks, Sarah. Now let's close out our episode with Facing Forward. Catherine, how did you do on your intentions from the past two weeks? And what do you want to make true for yourself in the next two weeks? So I figured out how to get yoga into my regular schedule every Thursday. Nice. may not be as often as I want it to be, but I'm glad that I've got at least one day a week. And I've also figured out how to go for walks the other days. So that's feeling really good in terms of my return to office. Two months in, I'm finally figuring it out. And then 
the our summer trip we did book our airfare we're working now on the spreadsheet planning for our airbnbs and the road trip and the activities it's really fun and i've gotten sugi into camps i'm having a really hard time finding summer camps that i feel like are going to be a good fit for sydney and so i don't know what i'm going to do about that but i'm going to figure out something meaningful for her now that um are pursuing our individual interests as part of my summer intentions i got to figure that part out for her And then I was going to plant the garden, but that's getting pushed to the next two weeks because we've had like frost advisories in the last two weeks, which is unusual for this late in the year. So in addition to planting the garden in the next two weeks, I am going to plan. We have some upcoming. I'm actually glad that we kind of talked about summer this week because we in in May, we have a couple of weekend trips we're going to be doing. I'm doing one alone with two of my girlfriends and then our family is going to Kansas City for a weekend. So I'm going to kind of work on some details for those things. And then the last thing I want to do is touch up the walls in my house with paint because we have some messy fingerprint walls that are bothering me. Mm-hmm. I know what that's like. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Sarah? How did you do in the last two weeks and what do you want to make true for yourself in the next two weeks? Well, I did pretty terribly on the things that I had set out for myself to do. Um which was get new glasses, get an eye exam and get new glasses. Um, but whenever I like fail on something like that, then I'm like, well, what did I do that I want to celebrate? And I have like booked a large number of Airbnbs for our around the world trip. So I'm going to celebrate that. So in the next two weeks, I th- I think I need to, I mean, I just need to march forward with everything that's on my to-do list and it's not worth telling y'all what's on the list it's just a long list of things that need to get done and I basically didn't even like look at this list my personal to-do list these past two weeks so I'm going to start looking at that list in the upcoming two weeks awesome I do feel like booking all the airbnbs probably brought you more joy than the eye doctor appointment (laughs) so that was probably a good choice well I literally called his office three times and there was no answer so I'm like well beyond that point what do you do really all right well that's it for this episode of so connected we'll be back in two weeks on Tuesday in the meantime you can find the show notes at soconnectedpodcast.com or you can find me Sarah on my blog at feedingthesoil.com you can also find us on Instagram at so connected podcast and if you enjoyed this podcast we would be so grateful for your review on Apple Podcasts to help spread the word See you in two weeks. Wishing you joy, purpose, and community between now and then.